0: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture today. Coming up, Saskatchewan farm groups are becoming more vocal against proposed federal tax changes. AgriNews is brought to you by the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel De Corby and Graham Toth. Online at LandForSaleSask.ca and McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results. Online at McDougallAuction.com. Opposition to the proposed federal tax changes continues to grow across Saskatchewan. APAS President Todd Lewis has presented a submission to the Federal Minister of Finance this week calling for agriculture to be exempt from the proposals. Lewis says the tax changes jeopardize the future of the family farm in Saskatchewan.
1: Well, I think with the proposed changes, certainly, you know, it's such a compressed time frame. Farmers really haven't had opportunity, you know, with their harvest and summer work going on that a lot of guys uh, were caught... You know, unaware and off guard by these proposed changes and they are sweeping changes and really there's a real lack of clarity about how they will affect farmers and and ranchers and certainly on the concept of secession planning it ended up that probably you'd be in better shape financially if you sold your farm to a stranger from you know another province or even another country than selling it to your own son or daughter so I think anybody looking at that you know thought that sure raised a lot of red flag very problematic so We've had a lot of issues, a lot of pushbacks from from our members that aren't happy with these changes, and we've voiced those concerns with the Minister.
0: So the key concern you see is really the provisions of transferring farm from one generation to the next, moving it on.
1: I think that's one of the major ones. Another one is certainly... the rules around the reasonability test that they want to put on people working on the farm, family members. You know, I, I expressed recently with uh, meetings with the Parliamentary Secretary that these aren't nine-to-five jobs. You know, young people can be off-farm, going to university or technical school, and still be very heavily involved in the farm in uh, seeding and harvest operations. And for all effective purposes, full-time farmers... But they're going to school, that doesn't make them full-time students as well. It doesn't take away from their contributions to the farm. So that's just one example. Uh, Certainly farm wives in this day and age, you know, it seems like we're going backwards trying to say that farm women aren't heavily involved in their operations and how we're going to get through what Revenue Canada is going to claim to be reasonable. You know, it raises a lot of red flags for farmers. And so a lot of producers have expressed those concerns to us, and we put them forward to the uh, minister.
0: Your letter to the minister also points out agriculture is high risk and capital intensive.
1: Well, certainly. I mean, most farmers don't have a pension plan. Their investment is in the farm. When we retire from farming, we've got to be able to have that money available to us. And certainly, <laughs> any anybody uh, in modern agriculture look at inputs and so on it's very capital intensive and anytime we're buying newer used equipment it's also a, a big hit to financially so i think land prices have gone up exponentially over the last decade and so i mean we need more money available to farms not less and certainly big tax liabilities aren't going to help the future of agriculture
0: your letter to the finance minister asks that agriculture be exempt from the provisions of the proposed tax changes
1: well, I think that's just, you know, that's certainly uh, what we'd like to see. The minister and the federal government has said they're hearing lots of input. Uh, if they're listening or not, it's time will tell, I guess. And when the new legislation comes out or regulations or, whether or how they're going to try to enact some of these new policies and what policies are going to enact are, you know, something we're going to be keeping a close eye on. And if agriculture is exempt, I think we'd be
0: pleased with that. Now, on another topic, the harvest is nearing completion, and we've had a a fair amount of rain in the last couple of days how much rain down in the farm near gray and your thoughts on it
1: over uh little over an inch here now i guess between last 72 hours so it's a good start really in our immediate district here there's a little bit of uh, soybeans out and flocks but other than that i think most producers have their harvest wrapped up or awful darn close to it and the rain sure is welcome and we can have a nice wet october here before it frees up that would be quite good it was interesting i was in swift current yesterday there was snow on the ground in the valley there at swift current yesterday morning. And I, and I understand west of that there was a, up to a foot or better snow there. And certainly some of the pictures you see about the Trans Canada Highway, it seems awful early for that kind of snowfall. But I guess it's nice snow. We can get some moisture. And we, we certainly needed this fall to get the soil bank or the moisture bank in the, in the uh, soil back up to where it needs to be for next spring.
0: Todd Lewis farms at Gray, about 40 kilometers southeast of Regina. The Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association also sent a letter to the Federal Minister of Finance voicing stiff opposition to the proposed federal tax changes. A protest against the tax changes was held in Regina yesterday, organized by the Regina and District Chamber of Commerce and Regina and Region Home Builders. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And brought to you by Marcus in New Holland, east of Regina at Emerald Park. Visit marcuson.com. The fourth round of NAFTA trade talks will be held in Washington beginning Wednesday of next week. John Maswell is Director of Government and Media Relations with the Canadian Cattlemen's Association and a close observer of the negotiations. He says there is progress but thorny issues are still to be discussed later. One area where there's no disagreement between the three countries is the need to modernize NAFTA. Maswell uses an example of food safety regulations.
2: Where there's issues and and trade restrictions uh often they revolve around the sps world that's sanitary phytosanitary so issues that are taken for health uh, food safety reasons and the way the nafta was written in terms of its sps chapter um you know it was done a certain way based on uh what what the facts and circumstances were like 25 years ago and, and since that time, we've looked at SPS issues a different way. Um, you know, Canada uh, has done agreement with Europe, and we've we've evolved some of the provisions. Uh, then there was the agreement with TPP, where we've evolved some of the provisions. So, you know, Canada and U.S., Mexico, we, you come into NAFTA saying we want to modernize it. Well, certainly there's things we can do differently in that chapter. Uh, we can rely a lot more on... On confidence that we have, um, you know, that Canada and the U.S. Uh, ha- have with each other's food safety inspection systems, we can rely on equivalence. and from there, you know, hopefully we can get to having a more efficient border. That, that when when trucks uh, full with meat cross the border, they don't have to be stopped and inspected at, a, at an inspection house at the side of the road or at the other end of a bridge. You know, we can rely on uh, the, the the fact that we have confidence in each other and that the inspections have been done at the point of origin. So, you know, I'm hopeful that we're going to get to that outcome, um, but we got to go through the process.
0: U.S. officials have floated the idea of a so-called sunset clause, a controversial proposal that would automatically terminate the agreement after five years unless all three member countries agree to extend it. So far, Maswell says it's only a discussion idea and has not been put forward. He sees it as counterproductive to long-term planning. There have also been reports suggesting that the U.S. also wants to make country of origin rules a priority under NAFTA, but so far he says it has not been brought up in the talks. Maswalt says something we have seen is the U.S. wish to eliminate the existing dispute settlement mechanism.
2: That's what we've seen uh, in terms of the USTR's uh, position, that they want to relook at that dispute settlement. Um, Uh, My my view is if we want to look at dispute settlement, if anything, we we want to make it stronger. Um, There's Chapter 19 and there's Chapter 20. I think a lot of the discussion out in the public is about Chapter 19, which is a review of anti-dumping countervail decisions. Um, But I think Chapter 20 uh, is certainly very important. That's the kind of disputes uh, that, that, that we've seen in the past. So, for example, the whole country of origin labeling dispute that we had, Um, at the very beginning of that, Canada had to decide, well, do we want to pursue that dispute settlement under the NAFTA or under the WTO? And and our view was that the NAFTA process probably could have been quicker, but we were less unclear, we were less certain about how enforceable it was. Um, And we certainly knew that the WTO process could, could be enforced. So in the end, that's why we decided to go the WTO route. So if, if anything, I could, would want to put some provisions in the NAFTA Chapter 20 dispute settlement uh, to ensure that you could actually get enforcement of decisions once you've got them.
0: The next round of NAFTA negotiations will be held October 11th to 15th in Washington. John Maswell, Director of Government and International Relations with the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Time now for Market Update, brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information. Or to book a free consultation with the Office of Scott Bjornson, Hollows Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin' Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton, and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra this morning were mixed in early trading. canola gained sixty cents at four sixty five fifty four oats fell eighty eight cents at one forty six fifty three number one red spring wheat rose a dollar forty seven at two twenty nine thirteen The rest were unchanged durham two sixty fifty two feed barley one fifty six sixty five flax four fifty twenty five yellow peas two seventy two twenty nine and feed wheat 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, December spring wheat is up three quarters of a cent at 612 and a quarter a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642 5358 or Weyburn 842 4574.
3: This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of October 3rd. We didn't have a regular sale last week, it was Assiniboia's turn. Hefret sold from $1 to $1. 25 d D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.75 cents to $0.85. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.65 cents to $0.75. Cents. Good Butcher Bulls sold from $0.90 cents to $1.07. We had a pre-sorted calf and yearling sale here in Weyburn on Monday. Even though it was cold and rainy outside, the sale ring was pretty hot. 300 to 400 pound steers averaged $2.61 and sold up to $2.78. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.48 and sold up to $2.64. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.34 and sold up to $2.64. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.26 and sold up to $2.42. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.20 and sold up to $2.36. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.17 and sold up to $2.33. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.16 and sold up to $2.26. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $2.13 and sold up to $2.22. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $2.02 and sold up to $2.15. Depending on weight, heifers were about 25 to $0.30 back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 500-pound tan steers at $2.42 a pound, a group of 550-pound tan steers at $2.36 a pound, 600-pound tan steers at $2.33 a pound, 700-pound tan steers at $2.22 a pound, and a group of 780-pound exotic steers at $2.15 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle, and the prices too.
0: And now, the latest Saskatchewan pork prices.
4: Ham sold 6,200 hogs Monday, selling a range of 110 to 126 per CKG. Today sales are expected to be around 7,000 heads, selling a range of 113 to 126 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up and forward contract prices opened up this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was down 16 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2505. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.85 cents US. US cash market started this week with stronger bids that range from 80 cents to $1.50 US, 100 weight higher. This support represents the largest bounce in cash hog value since July, when prices topped for the year at $93 U.S. a hundredweight. Gross packer margins are still very profitable at around $50 U.S. a hog, suggesting that cash prices could make significant gains before packers start to lose money on slaughter operations. Lean hog futures experienced strong support in yesterday's trade, with the December and February contracts rallying to their highest level since mid-August.
0: Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eaves Trough, specializing in 6-inch eaves troughs for farm buildings and shops. Online at prairievestroff.ca. The 620 CKRM Farm Weather Forecast for today periods of rain or drizzle, wind northeast 30, becoming northwest 20 this afternoon, the high 7 degrees. Cloudy tonight, 60% chance of showers or drizzle this evening. Clearing overnight, the low minus 1. Tomorrow, sunny skies. Wind northwest 20, the high 12, the low minus 1. Thursday, sunny, the high 14, the low plus 1. Friday, sunny, the high 16, the low plus 4. Saturday, increasing cloudiness with a high forecast of 13, the low plus 1. Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud, chance of evening showers or flurries. The high 11, the low plus 1 on Sunday. Monday, a mix of sun and cloud. The high near 7 degrees. The normal high is 14. The normal low is zero. The sun rose at 7.02 this morning. It sets at 6.33 p.m. That's tonight. Around the province, we have Estevan and Saskatoon at 4. Swift Current is zero. Weyburn, 7. Yorkton is 5. In Regina, with light drizzle, it's 5 degrees. That's 41 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north at 24. Humidity is 89%. The barometer rising, 102.1. Light drizzle and fog in Moose Jaw, it's plus 3. Winds are from the north at 30. Once again, Regina, light drizzle and 5 degrees, that's 41 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.